ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another brand spanking new episode of The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. It is a new week, a new me, a new you, hopefully. I hope everyone's doing well. I mean, I can't see y'all, but I can only imagine that you're doing well. I hope you are. I'm doing well. Um, If you're curious, uh, you know, I recently had a very, very uh, interesting dream, maybe about a week ago. Strange dream. And um, it was me and my younger brother, and we, we were staying at this cabin in the woods, in the forest, wherever you want to call it, but we were staying at a cabin, and um, we um, were going to go look for some firewood to start a fire, I believe, and this, and by the way, this is actually a dream that I actually kind of vividly remember, because it was so strange and so wild, and uh, so we're going to go uh, find some firewood, because we're in a cabin in the woods, and our cabin is located on a hill, and beneath the hill, like if you walk, if you go down the hill, there's another cabin, and in this cabin is my sister and my mom, and they're staying in the cabin beneath us, you know, down down the hill, and I, I don't know why that detail is so um, important, or it's not important, but it's just a detail that I remember, and or like I said, I can't remember my dreams, but I remember that detail very, very vividly. And um, we go get some firewood. We decide to come back up with the firewood, and then we make a fire. And then we're making a fire, and I decide to go out because I see something outside the outside the cabin. So I, me and my brother go looking outside the cabin. We kind of go on this little ridge where we're overlooking like a valley, and we're like behind a rock. And I look up into the sky, and I believe I see a flashing UFO, like a flashing disc with, with lights on it. And it's kind of, you know, it's like moving in very erratically and very strange patterns. It's moving back and forth and side to side. And uh, I say, hey, you see that? Like, what the hell is that? And he's like, I don't know. And then for some reason, like, I don't know what we did or what we said, but the UFO spotted us. It spotted me and my brother. And um, it was crazy. Because it immediately saw us. And then kind of zoomed in towards us. Our direction. And then shot me. With a blue ray of light. And it was surreal. And it was. And I woke up. And I was like, I had like this numbing sensation on my face, my whole body, like my whole body was asleep and then it just went away. That was weird. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's, you know, if that was part of the dream or if it was my actual body. But when I woke up, I was fine. And I, you know, for a split second, I felt like a numbing sensation on like my entire body. And then I woke up. But it wasn't even like a dream that uh, that woke me up from like, you know, to start my day either. It woke me up like around like maybe midnight. And I woke up and I'm like, oh shit, I can go back to sleep. But, you know, I had to make sure I, ch- I felt myself. I checked my face. I, I, I looked at my phone. I'm like, okay, it's midnight. I, I, I still got time to sleep. But that was wild. Strange even. You know, I never thought that I would have a dream that, you know, actually had me coming into contact with a UFO, you know, potentially alien life. Now, I'm not a big believer in dreams telling the future. I've never really subscribed to that theory, even though it's been, like, uh, I think, like, played around with in, like, you know, movies and TV shows, I believe. But I've never really, you know, bought into that type of theory that that's what, you know, tends to happen. But I do kind of, like, you know, I feel like a dream is... Um, either something that you've, you know, I guess you've experienced and that's why you're having that dream is like, you've, you've seen it, you've experienced something like this and you're having a dream that's kind of similar to it. I mean, one thing I think I can think of is like, maybe when I was younger, my family would go camping every so often, 
but like there was no sightings of UFOs. Like I don't understand why that would be in my dream. I never seen one before, really, and and I also never been fired upon by a UFO. So I thought that was incredibly strange. Like why would I have a dream about that? Is maybe this is a form of telling me the future that my dream this time was implanted in my brain and it's the future of what's going to happen to me i guess all i can do is kind of like avoid going to the forest or avoid going to the to the woods and avoid cabins because if this is true and this is a a a, a telling of the future of what's going to happen to me in the future i should probably avoid it then but then again I would be going away from what I've always wanted is to be captured by aliens. I think it would be extremely cool to be captured by aliens. Wouldn't you think so? I mean, sure, it'd be kind of scary at first, but like, you, know, you kind of worry about your family, what's going to happen to them? Are they even going to remember you? How, are, how, how will you be remembered? Will you have the opportunity to come back into society, into your family? To explain yourself of what happened to you. Is that even a possibility? Or do they keep you forever? You know, there's people that have gone on record. People that I've, uh, I've seen talk on TV, you know, podcast, uh, television shows. Claiming they've been, they've been, you know, abducted by aliens. You know, that's always... A story that people will tell, you know, have been telling for decades that they've been abducted by aliens. And I always tend to believe that that's bullshit. I always tend to believe that that's not real. That it can't be real, right? It can't possibly be real. Like, there's no way that, you know, first of all, do aliens exist? No one really knows. It's not confirmed. And if so, if they're going to abduct a human being... You know, why would they give them back? You know, why would they give them back to us, I guess you could say? Why would they let them escape? Or why would they just, you know, give them back to, you know, their families or whatever? Because do they think that no one's going to believe what they say and they're okay with that? Because, you know, uh, we have this notion, this uh, narrative that aliens don't exist. And that if we, 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 we still... If, if they take, if they abduct this old Joe Schmo guy who lives on a farm by himself and, you know, for experiments to see what's up with these human beings and then we put him back on his farm and he remembers all this and he knows what happened, does, does, does society, do the, do the aliens think that the society of the planet of wherever he is is going to just merely accept what he says as the truth? Probably not. You know, I think that, they, that the aliens are so smart that... They don't have to worry about that. All they have to do is just say, plop him right there. Plop him right back to his farm. Nobody's going to believe him. He's a cuckoo head for all, all they know. You know? He, he, they'll make, they'll, they'll, they'll probably conjure up some story that he was drunk on drugs, insane, you know, clinically insane, needs help, and no one's going to believe him. And what we did that he was abducted, that we experimented on him, that we ran some tests to see what these these human beings are up to. I'm speaking in the perspective of the aliens. They're not going to believe a single thing that he says because, first of all, we are not technically real to them. You know, we're just kind of, you know, the, the, we, we are their hallucination or their crazy brain or their crazy mind or their mind playing tricks on them. Or however that saying goes, you know, we don't have to worry about that because there's a narrative out there that the people who believe in UFOs and believe in aliens and believe in an alien life are insane. So we're okay. We're fine. Imagine that. How cool would it be to would it be to be an alien at that point then, knowing that they don't have to worry about a damn thing because the narrative is for them. They don't have to even try that hard to be secretive because people in this world will just write it off as you're crazy. Maybe the aliens know that. 
And maybe they're using that as their advantage to never have to show themselves, you know, because no one believes that they actually exist, even if you could probably point out something. Maybe uh, if, if so many people say they've seen something somewhere at a specific time, I mean, you can't, I mean, I guess you can, but like, now you got more evidence, right? Now you got more eyewitnesses, more people see, claiming they've seen the same thing. At that point, do you actually, as a society of people, still think that they're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Are they still insane? Or, or, or is there some truth to that? You know? You know, I the abduction thing is kind of hard to get past. It's kind of hard to really, you know, I guess you could say confirm abductions. It's hard to do. I agree. It really is. You know? They don't happen, happen as often as, like, someone seeing, like, a, a ball of light in the sky. Or a um, some kind of, you know disc in the sky, I guess you could say, but they do happen, and if multiple people say this stuff, they can't all be crazy, right, they can't all be crazy, because if you think about it, this, this person gets no, no attention, or no, 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 no money for this, they're not being paid, they're not like being um, supported in any way by saying this stuff, probably, right? Let's say they're not being supported at all. Why would they continue to say it and be like, and it's it's just this one thing, right? Nothing else about them is crazy. Nothing about them is off. It's just this story that this, this guy has that he was taken and he saw, you know, these beings, you know, these aliens kind of, you know, fuck with them. That one thing, that's that's one thing, one story, one thing that that seems kind of fishy. But besides that, he's completely fine. He's not drunk. He's very sober. He has no issues. He has a family. But it's this one thing that he can't seem to shake that has actually scared him. You know, then we what then what do we do? Do we still write him off? Do we still just say, no, you're crazy? Now, how do you think that makes that guy feel? You know, it's hard to put yourself into that position. It really is. I almost want to, you know, see like another, a different type of documentary, docu-series, you know, case study of how this, you know, all this, um, I guess you could say like a backlash to what someone has said that they've experienced in their life, like a, like an abduction and he goes to the grave with it. And, he, you know, he always tells the same story. How does that person's life continue? Because we only know about them in that one moment. That that draws the attention at that one time. But what about a year from now? Maybe 10 years from now? Is he still saying that thing? He's getting no money for it. No publicity. No support. Nothing. I'm sure, like, at a certain point, a human being who has spun a narrative who has spun, you know, a story to make them look like, in, look in a certain way, some type of way, get attention, whether it be good or bad. At some point, let's say it's going to support him for a while. Let's say he gets some publicity, right? Even though he didn't want to get publicity. But let's say nowadays, he doesn't get any support, no publicity, but still says the same thing. Is it because he thinks that it'll, it will eventually still give him publicity and maybe support his family, maybe attention, maybe some money along the way? Or he straight up is getting nothing, no support, no publicity, no money, nothing, but it's actually what happened. And he's just trying to say, hey, that's what happened to me. I've said it multiple times. Do I have to keep repeating myself? Yada, yada, yada. And yeah, I feel like there's a lot of truth in that. That there can be some, you know, people that do use it for publicity. Others, it's what's really what what really happened, and you know they just have to continue to tell themselves like I know what I saw. You know, I'm not crazy. I'm not, you know, insane. That's what I saw. That's what I'm telling you now. It's your choice to believe me or not. 
Now, for me, when I hear, talk about UFOs, and you know, I I've I've gone down a rabbit hole on this stuff, done a lot of research. There's a lot of documents out there that are public that you could look at and read, and research and discover what there some accounts of people what of what they've seen throughout the decades since they've been recorded. You know, I normally go to like pilot stories like David Fravor or Ryan Graves. These people, these men, these uh, people who have flown aircraft in the military on a regular basis, right? Days, weeks, months, years of flying aircraft in the skies around the country and abroad, right? They know how aircraft, air transportation, birds, helicopters, balloons, other forms of, you know, aircraft, even maybe some rocks. They know how things move through the sky, move through the air, right? When they come out and they say, yeah, I don't really understand how this thing was able to move in this way. You know, I think that people who are like me and you, normal people on Twitter, on social media, YouTube, whatever, comment sections are going to, if they come with the audacity to say, he doesn't know what he's talking about, or he's crazy. Well, that doesn't make any sense because he knows more than you. He's a pilot. He flies aircraft, fighter aircraft, fighter jet aircraft, the most sophisticated machines that we have in our arsenal, right? You know, in our air travel capability. And even this person who knows how these things work and has worked on them and flown them, studied them to get to where he is now, all of a sudden he doesn't know what he's talking about? I think that's just extremely ignorant for some people to say and to write that off. But I think that's because there's a narrative that continues that people who see or even talk about UFOs, they're crazy. They're insane. They're whack jobs. Now, I don't know. Again, I, I can't make a definitive answer. I can't, I can't make a definitive answer. Like, I kind of believe in this stuff. I believe in aliens. But if it was fake not real, it also, it, it would not surprise me, you know, I have that in the back of my mind, like, in the front of my mind is, they're real, they're here, they're capable of outmaneuvering our aircraft, our jets are nothing to them, they have some kind of, you know, different way of propulsion, how to get from place to place, it's not like what we have here, it's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years of technology technological advancements in the future that we have no idea how to replicate or even get there because we just don't have the brain power, the mathematics, the physics, the materials to even dream of that. That's that's in the that's that's always, you know, in my mind. Like there's something there that that possibly, you know, just dwarfs our technology. But at the same time, I haven't seen it. There's no hardcore evidence of any of this stuff out there. You can dig and dig and dig. You but you you can find articles that are pretty that that, that I said that have, have been have been released to the public that have been that, that, that seem pretty descriptive, possibly true. But again, no real hardcore, like, photo evidence of what is real and what isn't real. It's tough. You know, in a, in a world where you need to see to believe, you know, there's not much you can see in order to believe. There's not much out there for you to see to make you believe. There really isn't. I mean, UFOs, Santa Claus, Christ, there's not really much out there that you can see of that. That will make you 100% or anybody out there believe that those things exist. It's kind of tough. But it's, you know, I guess it gets the brain going. It definitely gets my mind ticking. I don't know what to make of any of those. You know, I guess for a long time, not just me, but a lot of people out there when they were growing up, 
they fully believe that Santa Claus was a real person, myself included. And then I, you know, found out that he was fake, and I was like, huh, interesting. Sad, but interesting, you know? that How the parents break it to you every single year, like, listen, son, that guy, Santa Claus, dude ain't real. That was me. I put presents under the tree when he went to sleep. I nibbled on the cookies, drank a little bit of the milk when you were asleep. That was on me. Now would the that now I mean like how do you how do you accept that as a kid? You how do you do that? Is that even possible? Well, I mean like look at me now. I mean I think that I accepted it pretty well. I mean I I don't like I don't like I'm not angry about that. I'm like yeah, it was fun though while it lasted. I believed that motherfucker was real. The Christmas was so much fun because I believed in Santa Claus. That he was coming down the chimney. Well, I didn't even have a chimney in some places where I lived. My first house I lived in, we didn't have a chimney. I said, how is Santa Claus going to come in? They just told me he is. I was like, but that goes against every single documentation, every film, every TV show that has Santa Claus. He always comes down a chimney. But they said, no, he's coming. Then, the, when I moved into another the, my new house, we had a chimney. I was like, oh, now he can easily come in. Now he's he's got a path right here where he's supposed to come in. Go ahead and come in. You know, I even put the, the stockings right next to the chimney, the cookies right there so we could have e- easy access. That way he doesn't have to fumble over objects and just get to his cookies and milk. Like a sweetheart that I am. A nice guy, I feel like. Uh, only to find out that this guy wasn't real. But I got over it, though. So, if I'm living in a dreamland where I think that these things are real, and, you know, it only takes, like, one press conference to say, listen, people, this shit ain't real. This is China. This is Russia. This is North Korea. These are our enemies. Some of it is us. We just couldn't tell you. Because we don't want you to know what we got cooking, or what our enemies got cooking. That would be like the worst thing ever, I think. I'd much rather it be aliens. I don't want it to be an enemy of the country. I wouldn't want that one bit. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? If it was one of our enemies, that they had this technology that could outmaneuver whatever we had, that'd be scary, wouldn't it be? I th- I, th- I think it'd be scary. I might cry. Knowing that, oh shit, China can just hover over everything and just like annihilate us all if they wanted to. That might be kind of crazy. That might be, you know, I mean, if it's aliens, they haven't really killed anybody yet, right? There's no UFO c- uh, confirmed kills, I think. At least that we know of. None, none on the record, which is nice. That, that would suck if that, you know, it was confirmed that these aliens were killing us. That would be crazy. But what if the government is hiding that? What if they are real? And the government said, we cannot let anybody know that these are real. But who's to decide that? You know? Who, who would decide that? Who in their right mind thinks that no one should see this? Let's say they're discovered, right? They're seen. Someone sees them. And people are like, some a group of people are like, nah, no one should see this. Like, who 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 on the right mind has that right that that decision to make that? Jesus Christ, I don't. I mean, I have no idea, right? Who would have that authority? Who would have that say? Who would have that final saying? Like, nah, no one can know about this. Sorry, every photo that you've seen, everything that you think that you saw, fake, Mm-mm, not real. Who decides that? I don't know. And let's say they do try to, you know, release something official, right? They, they, they say, jigs up. There you go. There it is. You happy now? I would be extremely happy, but would I believe it? You know, we live in a day and age where I've seen some very, a lot of stuff out there. A lot of stuff that looks real, 
but it's not real. Talking about AI-generated photos. Have you seen these? Now, I haven't seen a lot, but I was shown a few pictures of what looked like to be Donald Trump, former president of the United States, running away from police officers and even being detained by, like, police officers. I saw photos of that. Turns out they weren't even real. They were AI-generated. Somebody put them on Twitter, and people were like, holy shit, he's arrested. Meanwhile, this never happened. None of that happened. None of those photos are real. That's not Donald Trump. That might not even be really the cops. That was all AI-generated. Now, people ask me, why do you have trust issues? People would ask anybody, why do you have trust issues? Well, it's because I'm not an expert at debunking shit that looks real. You know, if something looks real, I'm not going to really judge it. I'm not really going to investigate because I don't have the time to investigate everything. You know, I don't live in a basement with loads of time and loads of money to decipher every single thing that comes out. That's just not going to happen with me. So... Let's say the, U, the the government releases documentation, photo documents of actual UFOs. Who's to say that those are real? That they're, no, that's, that's what they look like. With what's been happening nowadays with AI-generated shit and AI uh, chat boxes like ChatGPT and shit like this, who, who knows what AI has not touched yet? It's touched photos it's t- it, it, it could deep fake people on other people's faces. Bro, I've seen filters on Instagram that do an incredible job of putting makeup and other faces on someone's face now. That it's like, it's beyond crazy of how real some of this stuff looks. And even when you move in the picture, you put something in the way of your face, it still keeps it right there. Like, I think that... There should be an investigation on some of these uh, filters on social media platforms like Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. That needs to be investigated big time because who's to say that people are not getting bamboozled every day on everyday things? You know, someone could be not be wearing makeup and comment on a video of someone who Looks like to be wearing makeup. Good makeup. I like your makeup. You look nice today. And then say, haha, JK wasn't wearing makeup. It was a filter. Like, that's just weird to me, I think. It's like normalizing fakeness. Normalizing everything but yourself. You know? You don't look real in this. You look fake. What's the point? Is social media really a platform to just show your fake self? Like, you know, I remember back in the day when you had social media. And in my day, it was Facebook, Twitter. I didn't have MySpace, but that was also a big thing back when I was growing up. But people always like to to post and comment in a way that they wouldn't normally communicate in real life. Now, I understand why they would do that because... It was a typed out post. You would have to read it out. And let's be honest. You can't put a whole lot of character, personality, wittiness, I mean, into a text format. What you're re- you can't really con- convey your feelings in a text format. You know, there's emojis now, but like back then, it wasn't that simple. Still isn't that simple, but it's simpler. It's a little bit easier now. People can kind of get it, but text is not really the ideal way to express emotion of what you're trying to say. It just isn't. So I guess like back then we were kind of putting out fake posts of how we felt, how we talked. It was all fake. It was all bullshit. It's just now kind of transitioned to now, um, into photos, videos, reels, TikToks of of showing yourself at in the moment. But now that there's filters, you don't even have to show you, you, you how you really look at that moment. It could be fake. 
It could be all fake. Crazy. It's nuts to think about. Is it a good time to be alive? Of course it is. It's a great time to be alive. In certain things, it's amazing. Certain things is not. For one of them, social media is not the best place to be. To, to be alive, to be present, to be a part of. I would say that social media is not the best thing about living right now. You know what's crazy, though? This new trend on Instagram that I've been seeing. Cooking videos. Cooking on Instagram. And Twitter. TikTok, I guess. I don't have TikTok, but mainly I see it on Instagram. Cooking videos. Not just like an educational way of cooking. No, this ain't like the Food Network type cooking. You know, it's not going to show you how to prepare a meal step by step. It's like very fast cutting cooking that looks good, right? The food looks tasty. Is it tasty? Who knows? The person who makes it probably doesn't even need it. They probably just make it just to post and get some cash and... Move on to the next one. Who knows, right? But it looks good. I think that's always been the uh, objective of cooking videos on social media. Make sure the food looks good. right? Make sure it looks appetizing. Make sure it looks like you would want it. Like the person watching would want to eat it. Whether that be... I see a lot of this. I see a lot of steak videos of people cooking the perfect steak. How to cook the steak perfectly. Everyone's got their own opinion, how to cook a good steak. Everyone's got their own technique and how to do it. You baste it. Whether you baste it on a cast iron skillet, put it in the oven, put it on the grill, cook it on a rock. Everyone's got their own fucking opinion on how to do it. Everybody on social media has their own goddamn opinion how to do it. Everyone. You won't find two of the same videos of cooking a steak on Social media. Now, depending what kind of cut, yeah, it's different. But, like, essentially, it's the same. It's not the same. It's all different. Which I guess is good for variety. You know, that's good at least. But now it's even worse. It's evolved. It's now evolved to, what do you think? What do you think about it? And here's where I explain this new trend. Because cooking steak, cooking food... To, 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 to way it looks good, you know, whether you like it, whatever you like it, they at least cook it to at least a, 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 uh, a good temperature, a good, you know, a good looking steak, right? Nowadays, I'm seeing these videos, same type of videos with a twist. The person cooking the steak will post in the caption below, Overcooked, perfect, or raw? It's a question. Now, it's a question. And it's not just to get you to watch the video. It's it's to get you to watch the entire thing. Because now the person who has posted that video wants to make sure that you, the good citizen of whatever country that you live in, that you, who has, who has like... 30 seconds of spare time. They're on their lunch break. They're on their break. You know, they're they're in their, uh, they're on the bus. They want you to spend 30 seconds of your life, the full 30 seconds, to see if this motherfucker can cook a steak perfect, overcooked, or raw. And for the most part, it's all how you view it. Some idiots will blatantly cook it raw and get you to click on it and show people it and say like, look at this idiot, look at this, look at this, just so that the person could get clicks. Can get clicks and to get people to talk about their video. It's kind of disgusting, I'll I'll be honest. It's kind of stupid. It makes no sense. I mean, it makes perfect sense, but we're all falling for the bait. We, we, we click on this motherfucker's video, this chump's video, who's not a chef, just probably watched a couple videos on YouTube and cut a cool video for 30 seconds to, to put on Instagram or TikTok and let you decide 
on how how the stake turned out. Some people, you know, like I said, blatantly do it raw just to get people to stir up in the comments and share the video so that this fucker can get more money. It's quite insane. The content game now, man, is even more clickbait than I've ever seen in my life. I've ever seen in my life. And it's not just with cooking videos on Instagram. People on YouTube now, some people on YouTube have, you know, some of the worst talking points, some of the worst thumbnails, some of the worst titles for their videos, some of the worst keywords and everything, just so that they can get the most views out of their YouTube video. Which, you know, I'm a I'm a fan of YouTube. I love YouTube. I was raised on YouTube. I enjoy it quite a bit. It's my favorite website today. More than Netflix, more than Hulu, HBO Max, Disney Plus, it's it's the best. It has all I ever want to watch in my spare time. It's on YouTube. Truly on YouTube. You I want to see a, a bear fighting another bear. It's on YouTube. Do I want to see um, someone cook a cool video? Do I want to see someone review a movie? It's on YouTube. Do I want to see someone um, review a game? Or open up a console? Or open up a computer? Or re review a phone that I want? It's on YouTube. It's right there. Right in front of me. It's the best. But there are some people. Some creators. A lot of people, you know, post like... That I, that I follow are streamers. Like, I follow sometimes... I, I follow... Tim the Tatman, Nick Merckx, Dr. Disrespect, watch their highlight videos of their games from their streams because I can't always tune into their streams. So I watch their highlight videos. They get me through a good meal. If you are going to be eating a meal and you don't really want to stop eating to watch it fully, put on a video of somebody playing Call of Duty. It's the best video to eat and watch at the same time. It's the best. You don't got to fully concentrate on anything. It's a perfect marriage. It's not like a show where you kind of can't stop watching to know what's going to happen. And it's not like it's a video that you just have in the background. It's like a good mixture. You know, you watch someone play a, a video game. You could easily take a bite of your cheeseburger, some fries, some soda, look right back on it. And you're, you're not going to be lost one bit. You won't be lost one bit. But sometimes... These YouTubers, these content creators, some of their thumbnails, man, their titles are just to get you to watch the video. And it's sickening to me. You know, they'll they'll make up some kind of beef about something. They'll have like one little tagline, one little thing in a video that they wanted to talk about and make it the and make it the big attraction for their video and they talk about it for like 20 seconds. At one, what point do we have to say that this is a bit of false advertising? This is a little bit of false advertising. At what point do we finally come down with the hammer and say, this is bullshit, please revise the title. You have not talked about this enough for me to click on it and enjoy my... Now, now granted, YouTube is free. This is a choice. But I still think that... The content creator should not be doing that because, for one, it doesn't feel good to the viewer. It feels like a waste of time. But then again, your time at that point, you make that choice to, 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 to use that time to watch, say, video. And hopefully that this person talks about the, what they put in the video enough to your, to, to your liking, I guess. But at the same time, man, I kind of feel robbed all the time. And I, I, I don't want to be a bitch. I don't want to be a bitch. But I, no one likes it. We've all complained about it. We all hate clickbait. You, I, your mom, your dad, brother, sister, cousins, we all hate clickbait. It's disgusting. But there's nothing we can do about it. Because at the end of the day, it is our choice. It is us making that choice to watch that video that video that might be 100% clickbait.
The best you can do is call out the creator in the comment section. I mean, remember back in the day when they had dislikes on YouTube? You can dislike the video, and sometimes if they get enough dislikes, it'll scare away people. Which is a good thing, because you don't want to be recommended a bad video. If I'm looking for a tutorial on something that I want to get a tutorial on, I immediately look at the likes. I used to at least when they were when they were when they were alive when they existed. I used to look at the dislikes all the time, saying like that would be my reference to knowing if this video is trash or if it's good. And now that that's gone, I have to waste time scrubbing through videos, which is what YouTube wants me to do, right? To to stay there. Hopefully they can jab me with an ab or, or with an ad and get my money's worth from viewing shit from advertisers. It's a bunch of bullshit, man. But that's just where we are now. You know, Pete, they said that it's to make people feel more comfortable and make people not feel as bad about their bullshit that they put out, which if it is bullshit, you should have every single right to call it bullshit. But no. It's not about that. It's just so that you have to cipher through these videos so YouTube makes more money. That's all it is. That's all it's ever been. Now that I think about it, thinking about it out loud, that's kind of what it's always been about. I mean, I'm just happy that with the Super Bowl, which is full of commercials, which happens once a year, at least the commercials are pretty much good. They're pretty entertaining. They're, they're sometimes... They're the best part of the game, which is, which should not be a thing, but let's face it, the Rams 10, the Patriots 13, that Super Bowl, when the Patriots won, that was a bad Super Bowl, bad, bad Super Bowl, but I'm pretty sure the, the commercials are pretty good, right, that, that would, we'll always have the commercials at that point, we will always, always have the commercials, and that kind of saved the game. That saved you from wasting your time. I mean, it, it kind of at the end of the day, it's still bad, but like, at least the commercials were cool. Yeah, we can always kind of talk about the commercials. So that whole spiel of, you know, perfect, overcooked or raw has kind of stemmed into to just what this world has become now. The world has become clickbait. The world has become... Let me waste your time and make money. Let me waste your time and hit you with an ad. Let me waste your time to not gain valid information on a tutorial that you need just so you can watch this video and get hit with an ad. Man, what a what an absolute shitty way to live a life, right? Terrible way to live a life. Awful. Why would anybody want to do that? Huh? Why would anybody want to do that? No one would. No one would. If we had the choice to not do that, nobody would. Nobody would want to live a, a life where I can't make efficient decisions on which videos might be helpful to me if I can't see the like to dislike ratio. And what world? I mean, we're not being efficient here on YouTube now. We're just playing a gambling game. We're gambling. Is this good? Is this bad? Doesn't matter. YouTube is getting all my money. They're wasted. They're, they're, all my time being wasted, getting hit with all these advertisers, advertisements, and they make more money. Well, I waste more time, and I don't get what I want until I go through about 20,000 videos to finally find one good one that actually has what I need. That's the life that we're living in. That's the world that we live in today. Quite sad. Quite sad. Fortnite. Fortnite is back in the news. Fortnite has released an update. Creator or map editor or creative, Fortnite creative or creator, whatever, 2.0. You can make modes, maps, whatever. I don't even... I just know that people have made shit with this new engine, software, whatever the hell it is, they've made new shit on it. It just came out today, I think. 
esports being shown off today. Streamers are playing a domination mode. What I've seen this is like the best example that I've seen. They're playing like a domination, a Call of Duty domination type mode on a map that kind of looks like Rust from Call of Duty. And people are going insane. People are saying, this is awesome. This is cool. Look at this. Look at what we've made. Yay, Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. This is Fortnite. Fortnite is God. Fortnite is life. I I mean, I, I even my own brother is like, he, he's very much in the narrative of the clock is ticking on Call of Duty. I'm not sure why this stemmed, why this happened. It might have been because he's a Fortnite simp. I don't know what exactly he was done wrong for him to go down this dark path of anything Fortnite does is a godsend. I don't know why my friend group is actually on this too. They love to just say that Fortnite is God, Fortnite is life, and that whatever they do is pure gold and is pure fun. Yeah, Fortnite. People, you have to realize that Fortnite is going to kill the gaming industry. Unless you resist Fortnite, it will not stop. Not just now with all the IPs that they have. All the characters, the iconic characters, you know, from uh, Goku to fucking Geralt of Rivia to Master Chief to Indiana Jones to Superman to Spider-Man. That's one thing that's terrible about the game. That's one thing that's awful, right? It's what gets people to play the game, I think. It's what, maybe not the big drive, but is a big drive. I mean, why I mean, why wouldn't you want to play a Battle Royale when you can be Master Chief, right? Why would you not want to play a Battle Royale with you as Darth Vader? Seems appealing enough, right? Seems, seems fun, right? But then you'd play it, and then you're like, I'm only here for the character. The gameplay's fun, but, like, the character's lit. And then that makes people not want to play anything else because you can't be Darth Vader in Call of Duty. And then people are like, bro, why can't you be Darth Vader? Like, for, hold on a second. You don't understand what Fortnite had to do to get Darth Vader in that game. If Darth Vader was in Call of Duty, that takes away the specialty of Fortnite, for one. And everybody does it. Then everyone copies the Fortnite model. And then everything is Fortnite. Then what are we playing? What are we doing? There's no innovation. There's no imagination. It's all Fortnite. So that's one thing. Putting the characters into the game, I think, is a big drive for people to play the game still. To continue to play the game. That's one drive, I think. And now this new mode, where you can create game modes and stuff. It's like, why would any other game studio make a game when Fortnite does the same fucking thing. I think that we need to resist Fortnite. I think that we're at a point in time where if you don't kill Fortnite, the gaming industry will die. Because if these fucking loser kids and loser gamers, all they want to do is play fucking Fortnite, and that, hey, I want to play a good game of Search and Destroy. Well, Fortnite has it. Well, well, I want to play uh, like Halo-style Big team battle. Well, Fortnite has it too. Like, Then there's no reason for these other games to exist. There's no reason for anybody to be creative now because people are just so sucked into this stupid Fortnite shit. It's it's warped their brains to thinking that it's it, Fortnite is God, which is not okay. It's not okay. And I don't think that, that Fortnite is playing fair um, because they just copy everything. They just copy everything. They don't have any original characters. They just copy everything. You know? Imagine if, you know, Fortnite had its own characters. Fortnite had its own twist on a battle royale. Fortnite did not really implement as many characters from other IPs as it has. Imagine that, right? Imagine it did that. Imagine it had its own. Would it be as successful? If the developers actually gave a shit about their own characters and their own game, probably... But no, they just bank on getting other IPs, other characters, and creating this mode where you can create any 
type of game mode. I mean, they've already created the domination from Call of Duty, so, like, I mean, if, if, if this is going to get people to really compare the two, this is sickening. One, you got a game that has no identity. Fortnite has no identity. Fortnite is just everything. They have no identity. They have no personality. They have nothing. They have nothing. They're just a battle royale that looks fun and might be fun to some people. Others, it's kind of campy and gimmicky for kids. Like, I don't give a shit. I truly don't give a shit. But, you know, I'm in the minority in this. Sadly, I'm in the minority. The majority, fucking eat that shit up night and day. Like I said before, those people that love it, they think that Fortnite can do no harm that they're God. <laughs> and it, it sucks to think that. It sucks that we live in a world where, where, where that is happening. We live in a world where Fortnite has ascended beyond like anything else, I think. The influence... The drive, the 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 pull, like the 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 how many people just play it day in and day out. I don't know. I I don't know if anything can stop it. Honestly, if they already made a mode where you can create your own game modes, and they legit created a Call of Duty mode, what do you do? How do you even combat this? I don't know. It's gross. It's unimaginative. It's plagiarism. This is disgusting. Fortnite is disgusting. And it might be the death of all games. All multiplayer based games that have a that 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 want to do well, that have a direct audience. It's just going to be sucked up by Fortnite people because they always complain. They always say Fortnite's better. That's not really fair though. That isn't really fair. You can't just tell me that you play Fortnite and only Fortnite because you can be this person in Fortnite or you can do this in Fortnite and that not and not this in the other game. Well, motherfucker, they're different games. They're different games. One is this, the other is that. Are you just not being able to play different games now? Or are 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 you just like, is your mind really that numb? Are you that dense that you can no longer play any other multiplayer battle royale type game, but Fortnite? But that's it. You stop at Fortnite. That's where your brain can no longer get past is Fortnite. I want to build shit. I want a fucking sword that launches me a mile away. I want a fucking hammer that launches me a thousand feet in the air. I want this. I want that. I want the... I guess if you're that dense. And if your brain can no longer handle any other type of shooter game. By all means, play the fucking game. But if you are a different person. You enjoy different types of experiences. And you don't want to just play Fortnite. Want to play Warzone maybe. Apex Legends. PUBG. Other games in the future. That come out. Overwatch. Counter-Strike. I don't like either of those games. But please play them. Do not. Do not. Just play Fortnite. I think that there is a certain virus that is implanted in people's brains where all they do is play Fortnite day in and day out. They just play Fortnite. Something goes on in their brains that 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 just makes them this psychotic lunatic that only cares about Fortnite. For some reason, I don't know. I've played the game. I, I'm not saying that I've never touched it. I've played it quite a bit. A few times. Not even a few. Maybe like 10 or ten or 15 times with buddies and friends. And I, for one, just don't like it. I don't like the, the feel. I don't like the gameplay, the movement, the the, the gimmickiness, the, the, the stupid, like, the dumb appeal, the music in it, how it has literally everything is in that fucking game. There's no identity to Fortnite, but everything. There is no identity. Nothing is special about it. It's just Fortnite. I can go on and on and on about Fortnite being a plague. A plague on gaming. A plague on gamers. But I'll stop right there. And I'll end with one more thing. Not gaming. Not super out there. The World Baseball Classic ended. Japan beat the United States 3-2. to two. Shohei Otani struck out Mike Trout. And Japan is the best country 
at baseball, according to the base the World Baseball Classic. And I didn't watch the whole game. I watched like maybe the eighth inning on, and you know it was decent. It was good baseball. And you know what? There's a lot of people out there that say it's bad because all they care about is their MLB teams and their players not getting hurt for the season, which I can see a concern about, and I can see a passion behind that. You you enjoy your team in the regular season and hopefully in the playoffs doing well. I understand that all 100%. I'm a Dodgers fan, so having Austin Barnes and, and Mookie Betts and uh, uh, Julio Urias and others in the World Baseball Classic was... I wasn't nervous at all. At all. It would have been a shame if they got injured, but, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that the players who play in the World Baseball Classic, you have to understand as fans that they have an amazing opportunity to represent their country. And you don't always get it in the Olympics with these type of sports, but especially like in the United States and even in these other countries where they play a lot of baseball, like Cuba, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Japan, the Dominican Republic, they they play baseball to a high level. And they want to prove that they are the best country at baseball. Now, we finished second place. So I guess like we're second best. Like, I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that. But you have to understand, as a fan of your MLB team, you have to be player first in this. If, if your players want to go represent their country... You shouldn't be pissed off that they're not that they're doing that and potentially putting themselves up for up to get, you know, injured and not be ready for the regular season. Because if you don't, then you're not for the players. You're for yourself. You're being selfish. There's nothing more I liked more when than seeing like people across the media not giving a shit about the World Baseball Classic and then seeing how much joy the players were having representing their country. And playing well in the tournament. It was such a nice sight to see how these guys were able to block out the haters, which which apparently has become everybody now, and just play the game that they love to represent their country. Like it was such a nice sight to see. It was beautiful. It's why you play the sport. You play it because you love it. The money comes later. If you're not good at the sport, if you don't love the sport, you're not gonna get paid. You can't just say I'm going to play baseball so I can make money. I mean, that comes along with the way, and I'm sure in some instances it's an incentive and it makes you play better, but at the very beginning, you play because you love it. You're playing a game. You're not working in a factory. You're playing a child's game to support your family. You can't just... And the players love baseball. That's why they play it. That's why they want to put on the, the red, white, and blue or whatever for their country. Let them do that. You have to. I mean, I'm 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 so pro player in this whole situation in this whole topic that when they when people were giving them shit that they didn't want them to play, I was like, you guys are not for the players. You are not for the players. You're for yourself. You're being selfish. Now, of course, there's some instances when where players get injured. That's just unfortunate. But hey, next person up, right? I mean. It, they're team sports for a reason. Not one person makes or break a team. Sometimes they do. That's unfortunate. But for the most part, it's a team sport. It takes, you know, a ton of people to make the team that you support, that you root for, you know, win the World Series. You know? So, I didn't enjoy the hate. And I know I didn't speak much about the World Baseball Classic at all when it was running. Because I didn't watch a whole ton of it because a lot of it was on Fox Sports 1 at some weird times during the day, and I'm just like, oh, March Madness was on too. I wish there was nothing going on. That way I could watch the World Baseball Classic and put my full attention on it, but there was March Madness happening. And then before that, there wasn't, but it didn't really catch my attention. But that's not the point. The point is, I support the players. You know, and I'm not going to be like, you shouldn't be support. You shouldn't be playing the World Baseball Classic. You got to go play for the Mets. Like, shut the fuck up. You are not for the players if that's what you think. The players have other incentives too. The players want to do things. You should you should not dictate what the player can and can't do. If you do that, you're not pro player. 
I'm sorry. You're just not. You're 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 pro you're pro yourself. You're pro your own uh selfishness, which is not good. In a world where we, you know, watch sports and you know are entertained by sports, they're people too. You know, you gotta give them you have to let them do what they wanna do. And if they want to go represent their country in the World Baseball Classic, they should. And they should do it with your support. They don't want to hear you. Yeah, you shouldn't be there at all. You should be with in spring training. Like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. You are no not in any position to tell a player what he can and can't do. It's madness. It's stupid. It's silly. It's it's just like also from probably from people who've never played baseball in their entire life. Give me a break. Anyways, guys, that's going to be it for me today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. You can find all episodes of this podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify at Intelligent Moron with Alex. This uh, podcast drops every Thursday morning. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, do all that good stuff. Um, Anyways, yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I will see you guys next week.